When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I knew it was going to be a bad night the second I woke up in my office, covered in pretzels and rum. That's my go-to depression nap. Salty tongue tinglers and the sour kiss of yo-ho-yo-ho oblivion. Should I be able to better handle this after being a private gumshoe for nearly a decade? You bet your lily-white keister, but the streets are hard, and the rain smells like missed opportunity and pissed-off clients. That's why they call me Hard-Nosed Mike Miller. A simple name for a simple man. One who's covered rent for close to a decade by solving problems that no one else wants to solve. Come in. It's open. Are you Mike Miller? Detective for hire? You betcha. She was trouble. I could tell by the way she said my name. She was too used to whispering and walking. Mr. Miller, I have a problem. They rarely come to see me for birthday clowning, even though I did go to an accredited clown college and studied the French art of mime. My husband is missing. These are my least favorite cases. They're always messy, always emotional, always sexual. Someone is always getting screwed. I just pray the money's good enough that it's not me. Go on. His name is Jamal Wolverton Bridge. He's a high school teacher. Not as fancy as a mime, but he works at Doc Plumington High. He hasn't come home in two weeks. What are the odds he's run off with a student and we're going to find him on the wrong end of a Chris Hansen interview? (gasps) How dare you? How could you ask me that question? The fact that she was feigning so much shock means one of two things. She thinks he's run off with some poor kiddo getting the 23 Skidoo special, or she off the poor sap for insurance money. In my experience, it's more often than not the concerned wife's fault. Learn that one the hard way. It's just part of the job, ma'am. Don't take it personal. I'm just worried about my husband, Mr. Miller. Please, my friends call me hard-nosed Mike Miller. Are we friends now, Mr. Miller? We will be if you play your cards right. You know the best way to start this off on the right foot. What? Money. Greenbacks. Washingtons. Franklins. Benjamins. General Grants. Alexander Hamiltons. You know, money, cash, they're the best way to my heart. If I had it my way, there'd be Tubmans as well. Hashtag woke. I thought the best way to a man's heart was through his stomach. Outdated gender stereotypes and stale idioms won't get you anywhere, toots. Well, then I guess we just have to make our relationship official. I'll do my best. 
Finding her husband won't be easy, but if he's alive, I'll find him. A twinge of sadness flickered across the back of her eyes when I said the word alive. She knows she's never going to see him again. She just wants closure, or to be caught in the act, either of which is fine by me. They don't call me hard-nosed Mike Miller for nothing. Ins and outs will walk you through The nitty-gritty will get down to There's a clue, follow that lead And we'll solve all the mystery, yeah First thing I did was call around to all the local hospitals. No one had ever heard of a Jamal Wolverton Bridge. But I know I'd been down this road before, when a night clerk over at the Semi-Reed International Beta Wing paused a beat too long. I knew I'd found my inn. So I got in my Studebaker Hovercar 922 Special and made my way straight there. I didn't know what I'd find there, but I definitely knew that people don't just hesitate. They like, say um or something. So I know this night clerk probably wasn't even a night clerk. He was probably like a paid assassin or a bodyguard or some shit. You Ed Brimmer? The night clerk I talked to on the phone? Uh, no, no. Yes, you are. Your name tag says Ed. What, what, what are you? Some kind of detective or something? You betcha, sweet ass. Hard-nosed Mike Miller. The dark alleys of unsolved crime are my beat. Now are you gonna tell me what I need to know? Or am I gonna have to get physical and not in the Olivia Newton-John way like you like? There's, uh, there's, there's nothing to see here. Oh? Then why are you sweating like a stuffed pig at a luau night? I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sweating. Stop blinking like that. It's weird and unnerving. No, really. If you don't stop blinking like that, I'm going to leave. That's like anti-ASMR. I hate it. Fuck. Stop blinking! Okay, I'm leaving, I'm going! You blinking freak! As I walked into the parking lot, I realized something. Ed the night clerk was trying to send me a message in Morse code. As I walked through the rain to my car, I pieced the code together. He was sending me a secret message. We're being watched. I'll meet you at Marty's Meat Hut on 4th. Okay, Ed the night clerk. Okay. Shortly at the meat hut on 4th. Ed comes in from the rain looking like he's lost 10 pounds since I've seen him. The stench of fear surrounds him, envelops him. It is him. He's just one big gassy ball of fear person meat thing. You, uh, you figured out my message, I see. Of course. I'm not a fucking moron. Oh, okay, well, you know, just kind of seemed like you were confused at first when I was doing the whole blinking thing. Acting, Ed. Acting. So drop the skinny. Tell me the juice. Where can I find Jamal Wolverton Bridge? How... how do I know that I can trust you? I'm a gumshoe. We're all bound by the private detective's code of honor. 
It's like that thing where doctors can't hurt patients, but you know, like witnesses or whatever. You mean, you mean like a, a attorney-client privilege? Right. Yeah, that. It doesn't sound real. It absolutely is. I don't like lying to my witnesses and informants, but sometimes to make an omelet, you've got to tell a few weak-minded idiots what they want to hear. You'd be surprised how many of them actually will believe anything you say just because you're wearing a badge. P.I.s don't even have badges. I just bought this at a costume shop last year. I think that's technically against the law, but look at me. I'm hard-nosed Mike Miller. That's how I got my name. Well, uh, look, uh, what I'm going to tell you, it might sound crazy. Trust me, whatever it is, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard. I was on the scene of the bad devoted eye fisher killing last year. Saw a man split clean in half by an interdimensional portal. You ever smell guts that have been cauterized by a dimensional rift? That'll stay with you. Well... I've never seen someone so scared. His eyes dart around the room like an animal. He looks terrified that the walls are listening to us. What am I, what I'm about to tell you? You can't tell anyone. Well, call me Kermit, cause cross my ticker and hope to croak. I work for a secret organization. In fact, it's so secret, I don't even know the name of it. I just know my subdivision, Project Overbridge. You get this from time to time. Dead ends. People who want to be special so badly they cook up a fantasy story that's so wild and outlandish it makes them feel unique. Well, I should know better by now. I've seen it before and I'll see it again. Rookie mistake. Oh, secret project, eh? I replied to a job posting a few years back on an employment board and I ended up getting it. And that's when I started noticing all these things that were just wrong. Pretty quickly, I got pulled into the inner circle of employees in the know. Project Overbridge is a medical unit that's been set up here in this innocuous small town. You see, something strange is happening. Tell me all about it. So you've noticed it too. People, they're, they're getting sick and then they're just going missing. Well, that's what Project Overbridge has been tasked with. We're a medical unit that's been helping people. There's been approximately 49 people that have come down with a mysterious radioactive poisoning agent over the last 73 days. We thought, at first, that there must be a rogue agent with a slowly degrading uranium isotope on the run in town, but quickly realized that the poisoning we're seeing isn't something Earth-bound. Or at least, not of this Earth. What are you saying? I'm saying, I think that Project Overbridge is part of a larger organization that is somehow related to soldering up the fissures and fractures in the multiverse, and that all these patients they're getting poisoned somehow from a break in the multiverse. Like, somehow there's a radiation leak going out through the tectonic plates of existence or something. You realize how insane that sounds, right? I know, but you don't think I know this? But look at you. Remember that thing on the news last year? That guy getting bisected by a doorway into another invention? Maybe... That's had an effect. Maybe there's someone out there in this world right now who's from that other dimension but is pretending to be one of us. Maybe that's fucking things up and hurting people. This person could maybe even not know that, you know? Like, they could be walking around thinking they're living a normal life, having a completely average existence, when they're dooming us all to cross-dimensional cancer. He doesn't blink. The whole time he's telling me he doesn't blink. He's sweating. He's trying to tell me the truth. 
If he's lying, it's something he's been brainwashed into believing. He's a good man, they said. He's really convinced about this cross-dimensional hootenanny. But what if he's right? What if his instincts about this Project Overbridge are correct? It's possible. It really is. It's very possible. After what I've seen, what I've smelled, from the bad, devoted Eye Fisher crime scene last year, anything is possible. So why are you here? Just to get this off your chest? Or are you going to actually help me find Jamal? I brought you this. He produces a small, silver, gun-like object. Something I've never seen yet feels instantly familiar. Something my hands want to hold, but my heart recoils from. It's an interdimensional radiation Delta Seeker 43. We use them all the time in Project Overbridge to make sure there's no radiation leaking out of the operation phase. I've retrofitted this to act as something of a tracker. If you use it right, it should lead you to the people you're looking for. He stands up, gives me a sincere nod, and walks out of the room, leaving me with a small silver object. I don't want to use it. I'm scared to turn it on. But I know that if I don't, things are going to get much, much worse. Stay tuned for the continuing adventures of Hard Nose Mike Miller, sponsored by Blue Coal. Coal! This time, it's blue! Sometimes you want to light a fire, but it's just weird. It's got a different color, but what if it was blue? Honey, I'm sick of barbecuing with this regular coal. Well, Abner, what do you suggest we do? This is the only coal that they have at the coal store! Well, I just signed up for this new online service and ordered some blue coal. Online? What is this magical shit you talk about, Abner? I just go to the coal store. Shut up and eat this coal. This is just as bad as eating normal coal, but it's blue. I hate you and I want a divorce. I do too, but my father will never bequeath his company to us if we get divorced because he's one of those religious types that thinks that that's bad. Then I guess we'll continue to have a loveless marriage, but now with blue coal. Blue coal. When you're in a loveless marriage and you can't afford food, at least it's blue. Hard-nosed Mike Miller is sponsored by Blue Coal. And now the continuing adventures of Hard-nosed Mike Miller, sponsored by Blue Coal. At least it's blue. I'm walking down a dimly lit alley the first time I turn it on. It makes a dull humming noise. And then, sharp clicks and chirps. Everything in my body tells me to turn it off. But I don't. A nasty habit of mine. And then finally, a direction. A map towards total obliteration. Two days later... Hello? The fuck do you want? The name's hard-nosed Mike Miller. I'm a private eye. I'd like to ask the owners of this property some questions. Why? I'm investigating a missing persons case. Alright, fine. What the fuck do I care? Come on in. Dave! Dave! Someone's at the door! He looks weird and black and white, and I'm letting him in, despite the fact that he could possibly be some kind of villain who's gonna, like, steal our dicks or something, but I don't care. Hillsmer, God, shut up. You can't call somebody black and... Uh, oh, he literally is 
black and white. Yeah, don't try to be fucking woke on me, Dave. You're, you're space racist every day. The things you say to me give you get you canceled in a second on, in space hell. And you know what getting canceled in space hell is like? It's, you just you get your penis exploded. That's that's usually the the punishment for most things. You get your penis exploded. The boy who comes to the door has the strangely aged face of an adult, or is he an adult with that disease that stops you from growing at some point? Hard to know. Progeria? Is that the one? We'll have to look into it. But for now, his sad eyes, the eyes of a soccer coach after his third divorce, and that strangely unconventional body type are off-putting. I want to leave that place, but I have to do my duty and ask him the hard questions that need answers. I can hear inner monologues. It's like a space hell thing. And that was a primo Dave roast. I just want to to let you know. Chef's kiss. The little furry felt monster can seem to hear my inner monologues. He seems to appreciate my thoughts on the appearance of his compatriot. Strange. Don't push your fucking luck, buddy. It's getting too meta. Oh yeah, refocusing. I'm looking for Jamal. Oh? Really? He's just in the back. How did you know he was here? Wait, Jamal Wolverton Bridge is here? And alive? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what I just said. He's been hanging out with Zero for like, I don't know, two weeks? Those dudes are like inseparable. It's kind of weird, actually. It's like Jamal's kind of addicted to him, you know, but like in a platonic way. Would it be alright if I talked to Jamal, Mr. Old Man Boy? What? Would it be okay if I talked to your parents, Mr. Grandpa? Do you want to... You want to just talk to Jamal? He's like right back there. One quick, awkward walk down the halls of the Mystery Treehouse later. Hey, Jamal, uh, you got a visitor? Visitor? What? Who knows I'm here? Hey, Jamal. My name is Hard Nose Mike Miller. I'm a private detective hired by your wife to bring you home. I'm not exactly sure what's going on between you and this robot man here, but you should probably sort things out with your wife first. What's that little silver gun thing you got there? It appears as though that is a tracking device made to read low levels of radiation. What is the meaning of this? You can't take me alive! And just like that, before I could do anything, with the lightning fast speed something happened, and the robot man's chest popped open and Jamal flung himself into a black hole that had opened up. I've never seen a more blissful expression on someone's face before, but I know this for a fact. That man wanted to go into that robot's chest cavity black hole. But why? Oh my god! What just happened? How did Jamal know how to trigger my chest cavity black hole? That was very unpleasant experience. Hey guys, you want any of this leftover spam? Oh, what is going on? Did Zero just open up his chest black hole again in the house? Spandrew, this weird detective guy just came in and asked for our new totally normal best friend roommate guy, Jamal, but he was doing some weird, like, I don't know, Mama Jamma somehow remote triggered Zero's chest cavity and then he just, just jumped in. Hmm. It appears your robot man is emitting a low level of multiversal decay radiation. I think whatever is going on inside the pocket dimension in his chest is eroding the walls between dimensions. Nah. Nah. There's no way that would happen without us knowing it. It's not like we've ever been too caught up in our own lives to know what's happening with our friend. I mean, we love Zero. And he, in his own mechanical, unfeeling way, loves us as well. But of course, you know, only just a simulacrum of the feeling of love, of course, because he's a robot. 
I would like to love. Well, my little readout device thing that the guy from Overbridge just gave me says different. I think some Al Jamal got poisoned by the radiation your robot man friend here has been emitting, and then got addicted to it, and has been cozying up to all of you to siphon it off. And now with me here, he knows the jig is up. So they decided to take a Hail Mary, hack the robot man and try and live inside the black hole, which is obviously what's producing all that radiation leakage. I mean, that sounds... logical? Yeah, now that you say it out loud, it sounds like exactly just something that would happen. The likelihood that it's not that is actually probably slimmer. So what, we just, like, go inside the black hole too and get Jamal back? I mean, he obviously just needs help. Hell yes! Another good old-fashioned mystery treehouse adventure is afoot! No, not you, weird baby man. You make me very uncomfortable. You, tall, goofy, eyepatch-looking idiot. It's you and me. And you, a small elf, like he's a stunt double from the wrong period. Benjamin Button, you're staying here. I don't trust you. Why are we listening to this guy? Like, you're in our house. Because I'm a private detective. Oh, those, like, notoriously, like, living in shades of gray don't actually have as much authority as they think that they do. Like, sometimes aren't even licensed and are just literally dudes that just think that they're the shit but have no power whatsoever, those private eyes? Yes, exactly. That's why you're going to do what I say. All right, fuck it. I've always wanted to kind of hang out with a PI on a stakeout, so let's do it. I will go to... How's that possible? I have been working on a small mini-me submersible device in case of such an occasion. However, I had assumed that I would be trapped at the bottom of an ocean... That is why it is shaped like a mini-submarine with legs. Let's go. The water is fine, boys. Aww. He's adorable. I attempted to incorporate some fun aquatic idioms into his speech patterns. They might be less than helpful during this excursion, however... But delightful. Adventure ho! See? Love it. Love every second of it. Best thing that's ever happened to me here. Well, let's go. The sun coming up ain't gonna make this black hole any prettier. Reopening my chest cavity black hole device in five, four, three, two. All right. Don't worry, Dave. We'll be back soon. Just don't, like, cut yourself on a knife or something. This is stupid. I should be going too. He doesn't like you. For some reason. It's true. I do not like you. When has that ever stopped us before? Just chill here. We'll be back soon. I kind of just want to see where this goes. Just let, you know, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be a little looser. I'm trying to, like, go with it, you know? And he doesn't like you. He doesn't want you to go. So let's just, I'm just going with it. If I lose you two in a dimensional doorway killing thing, I'm never going to forgive you. Ah, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. I Jim Carrey yes man myself into a really dangerous thing. Uh, fuck, what if I just die like Andrew? What if that's my fate? Portal's closing, boys. It's now or never. What if I'm the Jason Bateman in Teen Wolf 2 of dying in a horrible sci-fi accident? I can live with that. Here we go. Stay tuned after these commercials for more Hard Nose Mike Miller, brought to you by Blue 
Cole. This Cole blue as fuck. Abner, who is this floozy that you're in the bedroom with while I'm out at the supermarket getting our delicious blue coal? Um, it's your sister, Eloise. How did I not recognize her? Because she went to, you know, the doctor to get that face thing fixed, so she didn't look like you no more. She hated me so much that she made herself not an identical twin? Yeah, much like how I went to that voice coach to change my voice from the last time we did this. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I can't tell if it's like Brooklyn area or Queens. It's like dangerously close to like a CIA kind of like deputy director type guy. I'm going to switch it up a little. All right, well... I'm so thoroughly confused right now, but I did bring home two delicious bags of blue coal. Well, at least the coal is blue. At least it's blue. Hard Nose Mike Miller is brought to you by Blue Coal. It's blue as fuck. And now back to the continuing adventures of Hard Nose Mike Miller brought to you by Blue Coal. At least it's blue. Huh. Who would have thought that the inside of Zero's chest dimension was a desert? It's a metaphor. The ground was crisp, and the sun was hot. The air was thin, but the desert plains felt dangerous under my feet. I know I couldn't fully trust these morons I'd fallen in with, but I didn't have any choice. I had to find Jamal, who was the only action worth taking. God, what I wouldn't give for some pretzels and rum. What? I didn't say anything. I, I could have sworn I heard something. Like, it, it was like almost like your your eyebrows were like monologuing. We walked for hours. We found small encampments of creatures. Most seemed to be minimally intelligent, but no sign of Jamal. Oh man, uh, Mister Detective Guy, can you wait up? What do you want, kid? I feel like it's important to let you know that we might run into some unsavory types not totally sure what that will mean or if they're even alive but i know at least puppers von bulzenbark and tansateo were marooned here over the course of zero being a roommate at the mystery treehouse who are they oh you don't listen to the show well puppers von bulzenbark was like this weird fascistic bulldog man with a funny accent he was pretty cute actually Tansadeo was like this demon thing from space hell who had a dick mouth and sang really horrible songs out of his Dick mouths. God, I can't stop saying the phrase dick mouth. It's horrible. Every time I say it, I can taste it in my mouth. Oh, dick mouth, dick mouth, dick mouth. You're an idiot. Oh, it doesn't change how gross it is to say the words dick and mouth together. Oh, God. Uh, uh, visceral imagery. Can't you just see it in your... Mine's... Oh, God. He looked like he was really, really envisioning a dick mouth in his mind's eye. Kid, I recommend stepping away from me right now. Oh, God, sorry. I I got a, I got on a spiral there. I, I couldn't pull out of that. Oh, Jesus. So you think this Jamal kid really hacked Zero's system somehow? That would be pretty wild. None of us have been able to come close to that. Kind of makes me wonder if I was off by not really clicking with him when we first showed up. Do you hear that? Hear what? Musical number? Those usually happen. There, off in the distance, it's the sound of whips and horses. Or at least something resembling horses. One cautious climb up an embankment later. 
Look over there. There appears to be a group of bipedal enforcers corralling other land mammals into manual labor. They appear to be working on a large structure of some kind. How fascinating. I wonder if the tide coming in will impact this big site. Wow, this is some real John Carter of Mars shit. There's a whole clan of oppressors, and they look to be wearing dog masks? And they've enslaved all these people to work on this gigantic gun or something? I knew it in my bones. This was the moment of no return. This was what would bring me to the edge. What would determine success or failure? We were entering the endgame now. We are about to uncover the truth. Did you just murmur endgame under your breath? We want to go down there and get Jamal and book it out of here. Too sweet. Do we know he's down there? There he is. He is walking around without any scuba gear. However, how dangerous. Jamal, up here. We have a new friend that we want you to meet. Also, you should be prepared for some deep sea travel. Jamal! 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 Get, hey, 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 get, get down, Mini Submarine Zero. God damn it, get down. You're adorably blowing our cover. Jamal, save me. You are my only friend. Spandrew and this new monochromatic douchebag do not understand me like you do. Well, here they come. The guards on alien horseback or something. We have no choice now. We have to fight. We have to take them all out. Or, and just hear me out on this one, what if we just let them capture us? And then we'll probably end up back at their secret lair. And then we'll stage a daring escape with Jamal, and we'll probably end up killing whoever's in charge of all this bullshit in the process. And maybe there's, like, pie. I don't know. They gotta have, like, a kitchen or something. It's actually not a bad idea. So what, I just pretend to be feeble and weak? So they won't be intimidated and capture me? Yeah, pretty much. How? I'm not used to that. They're going to be too intimidated by me. They're going to try and kill us just based off my pure physical prowess. Quick, teach me how to be a limp jellyfish but make it out of soy. Like you. Bro, you're built like a dude from the 1940s who survives on nothing but cigarettes and whiskey. I can make you blow into a paper bag to death. But you're amazing at appearing as though you're uncomfortable in your own body and a complete waste of meat. Who hurt you? We don't have time to list them off. Here they come. Tell me how to be a peon. I'm going to pee on you. One quick rifle butt to the face and awkward alien horseback ride later. You were right, idiot boy. We're in the secret hideout, just like you said. If I was capable of experiencing fear, I would be shaking in my boots right now. I think they're going to deconstruct me and use me as the finishing pieces of technology for whatever it is that they are building. Don't worry, Mini Zero, buddy. I'll protect you. Besides, are you glad now that you don't have emotions? You don't have to really feel this horrible sense of impending doom that we're all experiencing, even though we're probably going to be okay because we're all main characters. I mean, if they smashed your head in and took you apart and turned you into a bunch of little electric toothbrushes, you, you literally wouldn't care... It wouldn't would make a difference to you. Actually, not feeling it is worse. I have the circuitry to know how I should be feeling, and the contextual knowledge to understand why I should be feeling it. But I just... don't. It's a... 
It's like a waking life of pure impotency. I know that you and Dave see me as a bit of a simple being, and that might even be true sometimes. I take solace in my numbers and in my identification protocols, but that's just a distraction from the more immediate truth. Not feeling is not existing. And it's just made even harder because the subconscious behavior of all of the roommates accentuates this paradigm. Does it hurt my feelings literally? No, because neither me or normal size zero has any feelings, but that is what's so intolerable. I know it should hurt my feelings, and therefore it's an itch that cannot be scratched. I cannot be mad at you and the other roommates because I know there is nothing to be mad about. Because my lack of emotions prevents me from being mad. But I also know how mad I would be if I could be. I don't want to patronize you or undermine the impact of all that, but that was the most adorable monologue I've ever heard. That sounds awful. Maybe I clocked you guys all wrong. You're not idiots. You're cruel douchebags. These boy detectives were cruel. Cruel like that soccer coach's second wife. The one who made fun of his erectile dysfunction, even though it was caused by his team getting demoted and the possibility of losing his livelihood. Zero, I had no idea you felt this way. I, I had no idea you thought you would feel this way. I guess I've always kind of just thought of you... It's not that I didn't like you, but I just kind of felt like almost uneasy around you. Like, you know... Your lack of emotions might make you dangerous someday. You never asked me about any of this. You just used me as a deus ex machina for plot convenience or as a punching bag for jokes. This small mechanized submarine thing with even smaller arms and legs suddenly seemed like the most human person I'd ever experienced. Found myself attracted to it, wanting to protect it care for it and give it a home to nurture it and take it to school to help it navigate the complex unknowables of life yet I couldn't I had a client and her husband was sick sick from interdimensional radiation poisoning well 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 if it isn't Andrew and Dave just like I've been waiting for. I've been scheming for this moment for ages, decades, waiting for you to... Wait, who are you? Hard-nosed Mike Miller, private detective. Andrew? What happened to your eye? Are you all right, my boy? Oh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not Andrew. I'm Spandrew. Spandrew Spice. A different guy who just looks a lot like Andrew, but not really because I have an eye patch. It's a whole thing. Where is Tansuteo? Oh, yes, Tansuteo, that asshole. I've been locked in a war for supremacy over the forgotten lands since we both were imprisoned here by you and Dave. I hate that dick-mouthed asshole. At least he started wearing pants, though. That's not too bad. Oh, God, please. Oh, I... Ah, please don't say that anymore. Please stop. But, uh, pants. It's a nice change. 
Yeah, yeah, that was an HR thing. None of his slave warriors wanted to wage combat on his behalf with those things dangling and flopping and slapping around. You know, chainmail boxer briefs were uh, the look for a minute, and then it just fully made the leap to wearing pants. It's a much better look, honestly. Much better, much better. Well, look, you want what we want, which is to get out of here. And we also have the added desire to save Jamal. Who the fuck is Jamal, exactly? I'm assuming your newest conscripted, definitely not indentured servant? I'll have to check the logs and see. Give me a, give me a bit. Henchmen, you! Find me this gem all and bring him to us. Please. Two hours later. Yeah, so I know I had the realization that, like, friendship was the key when we last saw each other, but since I've been marooned here in the Forgotten Lands, I've been waging a war with Tenzuteo, and it's really made me reevaluate my life. I kind of feel like um, hatred and oppression and killing is the way to go. I know it's kind of a hot take, but... Look at what I've amassed. Do you think I would have gotten half of this stuff if I just asked nicely? No. I'm Baron Poppers von Bulsenbach. I take what I want, and the last thing I want is to take back my freedom. I crave the real world. Well, freedom you can have, little pup. We just need Jamal, and then we'll be on our way. Well, I, I don't know about that. Puppers is like a low-key maniac. We can't just let him loose on the world. You think him and Kanye get in the same room and shit just stays normal? What are you talking about, idiot boy? On one hand, we evolve reality, possibly unmaking itself because the walls between dimensions are being eroded by that stupid robot. I am right here. You just said you don't have any feelings. And on the other hand, you've got a dog guy who's gonna kill like a few hundred people, Tops. I'll help you recapture him when we get back topside. Right here as well. Come on, I'm lobbying to get you out of here. I am going to help you recapture him, though. Who cares if he's right there? So, we just need to figure out how to do exactly what we need to do to fix this cosmic mess we're in, and then call it a fucking day. I didn't know if anything I had said had made any sense. I was swimming well beyond my depth. But I knew one thing. I wanted to get out of this pocket dimension alive and with Jamal. After that, I'd sort it out later. And thankfully, after a tense moment of silence, the small dog man said, Okay, an alliance it will be. One quick search and eventual finding of Jamal in the bathrooms cowering in fear. Oh my god, I'm so glad to see you guys. Jesus Christ, the things they've made me do here. Ah, and what, hey, little baby Zero, that's amazing. He's like a little small submarine. You guys, wait, what? You guys are here to take me back, right? We're going to the surface. We're getting out of here. Please. I, I love this. Oh my God. I'm so glad to see you guys. Ah, becoming one with zero. It's, it's not all that you think it's going to be. It's horrible. But actually, I'm really glad that you're here. This is going to make awesome. We're, this is great. You seem like you're a bit of a rash person. Put it that way. One quick brainstorming of a plan to create a device to reverse the polarity of the radiation that Jamal was leaking later. Do we really think that this is going to work, though? I have no idea, but it's the closest we can all get to going home, so... There does appear to be a mathematical rounding error. I'm finding 0.69 deleterts that are unaccounted for. That's 
nothing, I'm sure. Just like round it off. It'll be fine. That's how that works, right? But uh, anyway, aside from that little hiccup, little bubble, we just pop it with some rounding. Before we give this thing a shot, I need to have a heart-to-heart with you puppers. Yes? We've just built a device that's going to propel us back up the dimensional slipstream, back to reality. Jamal needs medical attention. We need you to actually help us, not fight us. Usually this big narrative episode ends with a massive fight, tons of robots, and dumb shit. We're not doing that right now, okay? There's a lot on the line, all right? No double-crossing us with, like, a slave army as we're all about to eject from this hellhole. No, like, reaching into your cuff and pulling out some little, like, Derringer gun and, like, shooting me in my other eye and leaving me with no eyes. Some weird bullshit like that. We're just going to leave like normal people, all right? You have my word. I will not call in an army to kill you. I just want out of this place and to never see Tan's tear ever again. Okay, I can promise that will happen if you keep your end of the deal. But we're still gonna, like, beat you up and recapture you when we leave, though. One 15-minute walk to a hastily assembled super science device. Later! Okay, everyone, strap in. I'm ready. Reaching, reaching depths. I've just, I've got to go home. I just want to see my wife. Actually, I'm going to kind of miss this Forgotten Lands thing. There was some really good stuff that happened. But also, oh my god, get me the fuck out of here. I'm prepared for whatever happens next. As we strapped into this infernal contraption, I found myself wondering, was this the right choice? Could I entrust my life to a psychotic bulldog man? Could I really handle the physical strain of going back through the portal? I could have just stayed here, in the Forgotten Lands, and been a king. But then I thought of my client, and her husband, and I knew this was what I needed to do. Bro, shut up. We can all hear you. And just like that, we were enveloped in a bright beam of light. It felt like looking into the face of God. Every part of my body experienced true joy. Gravity stopped existing. We all started to float, and in the blink of an eye, we were skyrocketing through nothing. And then it occurred to me, who was going to take over Pupper's von Buselbach's empire without him being around? And then I looked down and saw a weird alien-looking guy with four arms, four eyes, and four eye patches, and a name tag that said, Qualm on it. Safe travels, assholes. As existence peeled away from us, I witnessed my own birth, death, and rebirth. I saw the edge of our dimension. I saw the end of time. And then I heard it. A little click that happens when someone undoes their seatbelt on the freeway. And there was Papa's von Busenbach, drifting across the cabin of our little vessel, heading towards Spandrew. Oh, God. You swore no fighting. We weren't going to end this with fisticuffs. I know you're not Andrew. I know that you're not the man who marooned me in this godforsaken plane of existence. But I don't care. I hate you. 
a deep welling hatred. I've thought of nothing but murdering that face for the last ten years. I feel like you've been in here for like maybe six months. I'm going to have my revenge on your face. Regardless of what actually is happening inside your skull, it's going to feel the same for me. I'm going to see the light flicker out from behind your eyes. Your eye. Whatever. Who is settling in this whole revenge thing? drawing my sidearm, but I know if I fire, we're all doomed. I'm also worried that if I unstrap myself, it'll throw off the equilibrium of our strange vessel, and we'll end up in some valley of unreality. But before I can do anything, Jamal is there, his hands around Pepper's throat, and he's really going for it. It's not the half-hearted way you strangle someone when you're mid-coitus and they ask you to choke them, and you don't know if they really mean it, or if they're just doing it because that's some weird societal expectation. His eyes have the wild abandon of a caged animal. He's been hurt, and now he's going to hurt. And before anyone can say anything, we're back on Earth. And no one wants to make eye contact with the glassy-eyed dead dog man at our feet. Uh, thanks, man. He was, like, getting weirdly excited about that fight. Wasn't into it. I just... What his... What his soldiers did to me. I feel... Sad. Wait. You really feel sad? Yes, like a low tide, I am sad. Huh. I guess you can't just round. The rounding error and the death of Puppers von Bulsenbark somehow must have embodied you with the ability to experience emotions. Yes. I need I need to check my bank account. Some shit's fucked up there. Yes, I have absorbed a little piece of all of your inner emotions. Tragically... It seems that the one that bonds all of us together is... Sadness. You have returned. What the fuck? Are you guys alright? Oh my god, is that Puppers Von Buse? Oh my god, is he dead? We had to. We had to kill him. I'm sorry. There was no other choice. And look, Zero, your little mini-submarine, whatever the fuck, was somehow able to ingest some sort of code to make him feel emotions. He's, like, sad. I feel sad. We feel sad. Ah, yes. I have experienced this before in my travels through the Betalon Nebula. It is an emotional echo that will quickly dissipate. It is merely a reminder of what we will never truly possess. And that's why you have to leave town, ma'am. You and Jamal. The Zeros, Mini and Major, performed a surgery on Jamal to implant an anti-alternate dimensional homing beacon in him that should counteract the radiation. We think that should solve the issue of him being subconsciously attracted to the Zeros. However, you may want to be as far away from them as possible, in my estimation. Thank you, Mr. Miller. Mike. Thank you, Mike. And I, I don't want to feel ungrateful or that I'm not 
dedicated to my husband. But is there any way that I can repay you aside from money? Honestly, no. I actually got to know your husband pretty well, so it would be very uncomfortable. Also, you seem like the type to ask me mid-coitus to choke you without talking about it first, and it would be really uncomfortable for both of us. Well, looks like you've got my number. As they walked out of my office, I knew one thing. If this were another world, another dimension, Jamal wouldn't be in the picture, and it would be me leaving town with Margaret Wolverton Bridge. We'd ride off into the sunset, and we'd be happy with talking about things beforehand. You know what I mean. But that's not the dimension we live in. We live in the here and now. We live in a world where it rains and where justice is black and white. We'll get down to There's a clue Follow that lead And we'll solve all the mystery Yeah Cuts is a production by Boy Genius Media. If you'd like to find this show and others like it, please visit boygeniusmedia.com or deepcutspod.com. If you want to join in on post-episode discussions, please join the Deep Cuts Podcast Facebook group. Finally, subscribe to our YouTube channel for additional video content.